Welcome to Be By Design, a podcast about unlocking the inner code to the person you were designed to be. The code that you can apply to your way of being, your decision making, and your clarity about what you think and how you feel. Each week, we'll discuss a new level of human design and piece by piece uncover the person you were designed to be and the life you were designed to lead. Join me as we lay out the roadmap through life where you get to be your own hero. Buckle up for the ride of a lifetime to discover true understanding of the person you were meant to be. You get to be in control of your runaway Mustang whenever that happens, remembering you've always got the reins. I'm your host, Britia Kabechka. Let's ride. Hello, hello guys. Welcome back to another episode of Be By Design with Britia. Okay, so I feel like it's been a long time since I recorded. Literally for y'all, it's been a week. But (laughs) for me, it's been like a week and two days, three days. I don't know. Um, Anyways, today we have a really... I say that every time, don't I? Okay, today is another great topic, and we're going to be talking about fear. We did talk about before the spleen center, so there is an episode on the spleen center, like splenic intuition, and this is just going to kind of roll with that. So the the what we're talking about today, the fear that we're talking about today, like feel the fear. This is coming from your spleen center. There are other centers that can have fear gates, but these are majority specific fear gates. So as we know, um, the spleen center really is that center for survival, right? And fear shows up in the three awareness centers. We've talked about the awareness centers too. You could go back and listen to that episode. But, um, and if you haven't caught up or if you're not listening in what chronological order, um, I don't even know what episode it is, but it says awareness centers in there. So fear shows up within the three awareness centers in your body graph. Um, which are the splenic, the ajna, and the solar plexus centers. And each awareness center really carries its own fear frequency. Like I said, like they kind of show up in different areas. And the solar plexus has more emotional fears. The ajna is more mental fears. And then the splenic center has more primal fears. And the splenic center, what, what, we already said it's all about kind of this well-being. It's about your survival, health, intuition. And because it's really the oldest center, it really wants us to survive. It's what our ancestors and like people who were living off the land before times are the way they are. uh, It's about survival. Okay. It's continuously, subtly asking you these things like, do I have enough food? Do I have enough water? Do I have enough shelter? Do I have enough money? Do I have enough resources? Do I have what I need to feel safe? Do I have what I need to survive? Okay. All of these questions are very subtly always in you. Somebody with a splenic authority like myself 
I definitely have these subconscious or semi-conscious because this is an awareness center. And the more I become aware of my spleen, of what's happening in my body, um, the more that I can see how these things show up. Now, once we become aware of it, maybe I'll talk about this a little bit later on, but when, when we're not aware of it, it's still subtly asking, it's still subtly going on within you because it is part of you, right? And when we ignore that, it gets louder and louder and louder and has the possibility to turn into anxiety. So when you know these things about yourself, you get to become aware of them and, and in return, you gain that control over them. Okay. Um, some of this was fears that kept being kind of probed or poked or prodded by um, things that are going on in the world, by social media, by all of these things that are going out there. And we really don't know what's happening in the world. And a lot of these fears were being poked and prodded for me. And it was kind of like over, it was becoming overwhelming for me because I was like, do I have enough money? Do I have enough food? Do I have enough water? Am I ready if something happens? Like I starting to kind of spiral, you know, into like, ah, and I'll, I'll share an experience that I had. I, um, and I'll tag her in it, but I worked with somebody who does breath work. And when I said to her, I was like, it's this safety thing. Like, like the money is attached to the safety thing. I'm kind of going off topic right now, but we worked through some of that, but also my awareness. I know that it comes from my spleen center. Okay. So these fears can stem from this deep survival essence. And this was good many thousands of years ago when we were like walking out in the jungle and a lion, uh, you know, like a saber toothed tiger or maybe a dinosaur could just come out, kill us. These days, that's really not going to happen depending on where you live, I guess. But, um, so these fears are somewhat outdated and they're just on overdrive and often amplified if you're not paying attention and you're not aware of them. So we want to look at these outdated fears so we can really be conscious of them and weed them out. Okay. What is real? What is not real? If we don't do this, they're just subconsciously like, no, we want to survive. Like, help me. And then we mistake these fears as being us, as being who we are and, and how, we, how we live and how we show up in our lives. And then our life becomes fundamentally rooted in this fear, which is the exact energy that we ultimately want to move out of. We need to detox this energy because if we hold on to it, if we hold on to that within ourselves, it can be extremely painful and really hard to move through things when you are making decisions and, and rooting in fear instead of living in, in life. So I feel like people who hold on to that fear frequency moving forward are going to have really hard, kind of challenging transition, right? as this world is changing, it's literally changing before our eyes, right in front of us, right under our feet, it is changing. 
And if we don't know how to move with this, move with our fear, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough road. So we need to do the work now in preparation for this metamorphosis, this change, this mutation that's happening. Everything is shifting. And we need to do the work now so that we can stand as sovereign beings, as individual beings with individual ideas. Okay? So this is where we start. We need to start as soon as possible. Begin weeding out and detoxing these fears because the more we're on social media, the more we have these conversations that can be scary to have, can also be rooted in fear. We have to also recognize that. And I've had multiple conversations with my friends over this too. We're like, okay, but you know, what's reality? Like, where are we in the minute, in the moment? We aren't there. Let's not live there. Let's live here. And you have to have those friends and you have to have those conversations because you don't want to be living life pretending like nothing is happening. Um, but we also have to be able to bring it back to the now. So because the splenic center is also connected to the immune system and the lymphatic system, it oversees the body, making sure everything's working well. So if there's something out of balance or if there's something that's not healthy, it's there to warn us, right? But it's going to warn you subtly, very quietly. And the ajna is twice as loud as the splenic center. So if you, if you don't have twice as much attention on our body sensation and the subtleties in us, then the ajna will win every time. And the thoughts will just come over the top, like completely overrules what your body is telling you. we really want to be listening to the splenic center because it will be warning us much faster. Okay. It will know what is out of balance within our body way before the mind does way before the Ajna. So in order for defined splenic people to be healthy, we need to have the ability to listen to our intuition, listen to your body. If you do, you can, and will have this wonderful health. Okay. If you do not have good health and have a defined spleen, Maybe you're not listening to your body's innate intuition. I've talked about this before. Go back to the spleen center. Listen to that one. Um, I have resources on this as well about your health and your spleen center and all of your centers really. But if, you're, if your spleen is undefined, these fears can be further amplified within you. So you need to address these fears because they aren't yours. They do not belong to you. And these are your not self and you need to address them, look at them, weed them out, get rid of them by moving into them. You really have to break them open. Say, does this belong here? Is it mine? So when you look at your spleen and your body graph, it's going to either be colored in. So if you're looking at your body graph, kind of bottom left-hand side is your spleen. Um, you can get your free copy in the show notes, but we are going to kind of talk about some of these gates, which are the numbers, the small numbers within that center. Um, and again, if you're not super familiar with the basics of human design, you can go back a few episodes and listen to that too. Um, but 
when we look at the gates, which are the small numbers, they're either going to be kind of, uh, if the color of the gate is black, it means it's more conscious. So if it's colored in, it's going to be kind of turned on for you. And if it's white, it's not turned on, let's say. Um, so if the, if the gate is black, if the color of that number is black, or you have a line that's black, you'll be more conscious of that fear. If it's red, it's potentially more subconscious, okay? It'll be more subtle in the background that maybe you're not aware of, but maybe people around you can see it. So some of you may have red and black, and this means it's double as strong, both subconsciously and consciously. And this is also something to be aware of and think about as we go through these. So look at your um, center and see which gates are defined. So some of you may have zero defined. If you don't have any gates defined in this lean center, focus on codependency. Where does codependency show up in your life? Where does that show up? Has it started in childhood? Um, is it show up in current relationships? Because if you've got a totally open splenic center, you can be highly fearful. Your fears may be amplified and not even know what the fear is. Like you don't know where the fear is coming from. You don't know what it is. So you'll hold on to things. You'll hold on to things. You'll hold on to people. You'll hold on to situations even if they're unhealthy for you. And this is codependency because you don't know where the fear is coming from. So you hold on to all the things that are around you and you never let them go, even no matter how bad they are for you. So being codependent looks like holding on to perceived safety, saying things like, I need this person. I need this food. I need this drink, I need this drug, I need this place. When you're saying and doing these things, even if they're unhealthy for you, because you're clinging to something outside of yourself, you have to let go of that and tap into yourself and say, what am I really afraid of? Does this belong to me? So we're gonna kind of go through each of these gates I want you to feel into which one really resonates with you, what's showing up for you the most. Um, go to the ones that are defined within your body graph, okay? If there's none that resonate there, then yes, you can go into the undefined, but go to the ones that are defined, which means they're like connected, okay? Um, or the ones that are directly related to you, okay? So... This is where you get to do the work in really seeing yourself. This is the beginning, okay? This is the beginning of deconditioning. Some of these, you may not feel like they're true and you can look at that. Um, let, me, let me make a statement here too. I, I, I want you guys to know that human design is not a prescription. It's an experiment. I'm gonna say that again. I'm going to make a post about this because human design is not a prescription. It's not something you have to do or take a certain way every time. It's an experiment. This is here for you to play with. This is here for you to figure out what fits for you. This is not something that fits all, that fits one. Everything looks different in every design. 
you are very unlike the next person. Even if your charts look similar, you're very different people because the conditioning that you've all experienced, the lens through which you see your life, uh, perspectives, all of it, okay? All of this is connected. So if none of these resonate and if you feel like there are, none of them are correct for you, that could be because you're so conditioned out of your design that you don't see it or feel it. Or that could be that maybe you've, you've grown past your design. So see what fits and feels right for you. But I encourage you, if there is something that you don't feel connected with, like it doesn't belong to you, experiment with it. Write it down and see how maybe it did show up in your life or maybe how it could show up in your life, okay? This is an experiment. It's here for you to play with. I also want to know these things. So again, make sure you're following me or you join the Facebook group or send me an email. Um, I want to hear, I want to hear these things. I want to get to know you too. So gate 18 is the gate of correction. And gate 18 really alerts us to what isn't healthy for us. Okay. It tells us what is out of balance. It informs us what we need, what needs to be corrected. Since this gate all of these are in the splenic center. It's about using our intuition to make things perfect. And I use perfect loosely, okay? Your gift of critical awareness points to areas where you're sensing weakness or imperfection and coming up with ways to always improve it or correct it. So you're aiming for perfect, but it may never get to perfect. So you're always aiming for correction. So you see how things can be better and you aim to correct it and try to make it as perfect as possible. We are not aiming for perfection. Well, we're aiming for perfection, but we're not, that's not like what has to happen. I don't want to create a bunch of perfectionism, perfectionists with this gate, but it's a fear things maybe aren't perfect. Okay. The fear of this gate is the fear of authority. If you have this gate defined, if it's colored either red or black around the number, it's defined, okay? And maybe you have a fear of authority or a fear of being judged by other people that because your thing isn't perfect. You might have a sense of perfectionism because you don't want to be judged by other people, okay? So you have this in you, this critical awareness where you always can see how things can be better here to correct and make better. Okay, gate 28 is the gate of the game player. The game player is about going through life struggles, right? To enjoy life. Another word for struggle can be challenge. You're here to play the game of life. If you have this gate defined and you're living according to that to your strategy and authority, then you will embrace the correct struggles. Okay, and that makes your life much more enjoyable because that's what you're here for. You're here to experience, to play the game. When you're in a game that you like, when you die, you're like, okay, I'm going to go back. I got to get this one. I'm not stopping until I beat this level. This drives us for a higher meaning in life, but it's your fear of dying, getting in the way of enjoying your life. Okay, this is the fear of death and the fear of purposelessness. 
If you have this gate defined, do you fear that life is just about surviving or are you actually living? Are you living? Are you doing the things that you want to do? This is the question you have to ask yourself. Because if you're not playing the game because you're afraid of dying, and then what's the purpose? You're not playing the game. You've already tapped out. Right? All right. Gate 32 is the gate of continuity. And this the gift of this gate is really recognizing people who have the skills, the talent, education, and these people really bring projects into fruition. So you intuitively know which ideas are worth pursuing. And when you adhere to your strategy, your authority, your wisdom and instincts help recognize patterns that have been working. Okay. So this gate holds within it the fear of failure. You may choose to hold yourself back because you don't want to fail. This gate is also very linked to material plane, meaning you don't feel like you have enough resources. Um, the fears here are more physical in nature and are about failing more in the physical world. So think about maybe you feel like you don't have um, the nice car and the nice house. So that makes you a failure. Something like that. I don't know. See how that shows up for you. Gate 50 is the gate of values. And gate 50 expresses itself by caring for others. Um, so your instinctual awareness recognizes what is right or wrong and will challenge structures in order to maintain or improve the well-being of the community. Okay, so this one can be possibly connected to gate 27, which is in the sacral. And without gate 27, you may feel the need to take care of others that don't need to be taken care of, or maybe over nurturing. So listen to your strategy and authority for guidance. If this is not connected to 27, you may feel the need to take care of other people or over, over take care of other people. Who, who may or may not need it. This gate holds the fear of taking responsibility. It can also look like taking on too much responsibility. So you have to take on so much because you're scared that if you don't do it, you don't know what will happen. If I don't do it, who's going to do it? So you end up taking care of other people more than you take care of yourselves. Anyone? Anyone? Bueller, Bueller, raise your hand. Okay, because I know that shows up for some people. I've seen it. Gate 44 is the gate of alertness. Gate 44 has the intuitive awareness of whether the past is worth repeating itself or not. Based on its memory of the past, Gate 44 knows the pattern of living that will bring success because it understands that material security and health often go hand in hand. Okay. Let me just say, I have this gate. Um, I have it in red and black. <laughs> it goes partway to my 26. And this is one of only two channels that I have connected in my whole chart. So this has been, has shown up in my life many ways, but it knows the pattern of living that will bring success because it understands that material security 
and health often go hand in hand. Your, your health is your wealth. Isn't that how the saying goes? Something about that. Like you have nothing if you don't have your health. I've said this time and time again. I used to be a health coach, guys. I believe this with my whole being. You have nothing. Your material security is nothing without your health. <coughs> okay. The gate of alertness also has this creativity that makes things look good while also creating environments to enhance the closing of a sale. Okay. This gate, this is where I get stuck. So let me say it louder for myself. This gate holds the fear of the past. Fears around past baggage, past connections, or fearing what people think of you. Imagine that. So therefore, you're running away from your past, and there may be a fear of actually addressing your past. So for this gate, which is this, I'm speaking to myself right now. Forgiveness is key for this gate to move past the fears, because when there's true forgiveness of self and others from the past, you're going to be set free. So this isn't. This isn't even about other people as much as it is about yourself because you feel like things that maybe you've done in the past, um, you're kind of still holding on to it, maybe in fear of it repeating itself or whatever that may be. So address your past, get to know your past. I started talking about Melissa in the beginning with my breath work, and this is kind of what came out in that too is talking, I didn't have a traumatic childhood in any way, shape or form, but you know, we all have things in the past. Obviously we all have past. And there was a part in, in our breathwork session that I was, I was talking to my, my child self and I was crying and I didn't even know, like it was a whole, this is a, I'm going to have a chat with Melissa. So you guys can experience her too, but it was a whole thing. And forgiveness is key. Okay, I'm going to move away from gate 44 because I'm talking to myself right now. But um, very powerful gate. Gate 57 is the gate of intuitive clarity. Um, so this is really the most intuitive gate within the whole body graph. Okay. It can penetrate into one's core in the present moment right now. It's known as the gate of clarity. Okay. And you have a moment-to-moment -moment awareness to register what is safe, healthy, and good for you, and what isn't. I have this turned on in my subconscious. So I have always felt very in intuitive, instinctual, and this comes from my gate 57. Listen to your body. When you listen to your instinctual hunches, it's key to unlocking the potential of gate 57. This is all about intuition. The fear of the future Okay, is what shows up here. So the last one we talked about, 44, is fear of the past. This is fear of the future. This is fear of what might happen. If something happens, am I good enough to cope with what's coming at me? Am I prepared? So maybe you don't feel good enough and then you don't go for it. There's this agitation that's bubbling under the surface because who knows what's coming at me? Can I handle it? This can make you overprepare or overly think because you feel like you won't be able to cope with what's coming towards you. Since the gate is very intuitive, it's all about being in the present. It gifts, its gifts can be numbed because you're constantly worried about the future, what's going to happen. And you aren't able to relax or feel safe 
or let your body tell you what's happening in the present moment because you're too busy living in the future. When you tap into your strategy and authority, it's going to remedy your indecisiveness and you'll be able to actually enjoy the benefits of your intuition instead of worrying about what you need to prepare for in the future because the future is not here yet. It's not here right now, right now. Okay, I'm talking really fast, I know. Gate 48 is the gate of depth. Um, this one is also turned on for me in my conscious. So not connected, but turned on both of these. And gate 48 has intuitive depth that knows how to bring solutions to problems. Okay, the key for the gate of depth is to wait for the recognition, very projector. So your depth of knowledge can be drawn naturally. So you can offer a solution. Trust that by following your strategy and authority, you're going to be presented with the correct experiences so that you don't have to stress or worry about not knowing enough or not being enough, okay? Because the things are going to come to you that need you. Trust that. This is the fear frequency. Uh, the fear frequency of this gate is the feeling of being inadequate. This is a very deep-seated fear. Okay, if you have gate 48 connected to 16, which is in the throat, and this the throat is manifestation, right? So it's a very deep-seated fear. And someone with this gate literally feels like they don't have the depth, the talent, okay? They don't have what it takes to have a better life. Shame can come from this fear because they truly believe that there's fundamentally something flawed within them and they can't fix it. That's what they feel. If you have gate 48, that's what you feel. But let me tell you a secret. It's not the truth. Not the truth. Okay. These are all fears. They're not actually true. And yet they hold you away from your truth. Unless we face these fears, you guys, um, they're, they're going to continue to rule our lives unless we become aware of them. If you address these fears and you overcome them, then you can transform them so that your splenic center, your body, your being can use them as this awareness center, right? So you can survive, adapt, and survive rather than overthink. Oops, now I'm getting crazy. I'm throwing things. You survive, adapt, survive. Instead of where we are right now, where we're overthinking and we're burning ourselves out with unnecessary stress because we're too busy living in the past or we're too busy living in the future or we're too busy worried about the things that we don't have or we're too busy overthinking or overcomplicating. When our spleen's like, hello, I just freaking put this in front of you because I know that you can handle it. That's God's work, right? He put that in front of you because he knows you can handle it. If you're listening to your body that says, yes, let's go, let's do this. Or you're living in your not self-theme, you're living in the fear that says, oh, I just don't think I'm ready. I can't. I don't want to. Man, help me. So how can we connect to our spleen center in a healthy way? In a way where it subconsciously just takes care of your well-being and survival, but doesn't end up running our lives with unnecessary fears, okay? The fears are there for a reason. The fears are there to protect you in a sense, but you have to pay attention to what your body is saying. You have to tap in 
to your authority. You have to tap into your strategy. So you get to overcome these survival fears and instead enjoy this beautiful gift of life right now that's in, that's here right now. Let go of what doesn't belong to you. Let go of what isn't you. Let go of the, the, the titles and the, the fears with, that live in your splenic center where you have this deep survival instinctive fears. So I'm going to go over kind of quick um, some ways to decondition your splenic center. This is where you get to create, you know, some sort of transformation. Like this is where you get to do the work because I can give you the information, but you have to start the work. So decondition with meditation. Okay. Meditating is so good for um, self-awareness and decreasing stress for splenic projectors. It's almost vital. Something I still have to work on myself. Um, but strengthening the connection you have with your body's intelligence is super, super, um, important for splenic projectors grounding. Okay. Um, my kids are amazing at grounding. They spend time barefoot outside. I do as well. My husband does all the time. He's always barefoot outside in the grass, but take your shoes off, get your feet dirty. The earth has a charge. And when we take off our shoes and we take off our socks and we put our bare feet in the ground, the planet's energy literally helps us, reduces inflammation, calms your body. Get outside, put your feet in the dirt, put your feet in the grass, feel the grass, ground in the earth, okay? Get out under this under the trees, wherever you live, okay? Maybe in the snow, but just for a split second. <laughs> don't, don't do that too much. Okay, sports, like you can play a sport if you um, maybe have, have an old sport you used to play or play with your kids. When you play sports, it connects instinct. It connects your body with those instincts, okay? Since the spleen has to do with your instinctual nature, you can connect that with sport. Activity helps connect to your body, okay? When you're moving, you know which way you need to go. Your body instinctually gets out of the way or gets in the way, you know? So connect to your body by playing a sport. Um, maybe it's through dancing or, or running. This could be exercise as well, but like playing ball with your kids or um, don't go hurt yourself, but doing handstands or cartwheels with your daughter or whatever it might be, okay? Um, the next one is like somatic awareness. So really um, increasing inner awareness of the sensations within your body. This can look different for everybody, okay? But it's, it's really just sitting quietly with your body and thinking about maybe where something hurts, okay? Maybe where something feels really good. It's locating different vibrations of energy within your body. And it brings attention and awareness out of your head and back to your body. Okay. Just thinking about breathing. Okay. Just think about your breathing and that slows down. So, um, well-being. Okay. This, your spleen is about your well-being. Your spleen wants you to be healthy and your body to be functioning like 
tip top notch and your immune system. So by making healthy choices for your body and your mind, okay, you get to dive deeper into that. Make healthy choices. Say, maybe instead of drinking this soda, I'll have a LaCroix or small choices. This is deconditioning. This is telling your body, like, I know you, I feel you. I'm here to support you. Let's support each other. (laughs) We're in this together. You only have one body for the rest of your life, for this life anyways. So be nice to it. You're in this together. Listen to your body. Okay. I want to leave you with this quote from Nelson Mandela. And it says, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not who he does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Wow. Okay. That's it for today on Be By Design. I hope that this was super helpful. This was, I feel like this was a pretty in-depth episode. So you may have to re-listen to this a few times. You may have to go print your chart out, sit down, look at it, highlight, make, take some notes, journal about this. But again, um, I'm here to, to teach you all the things. This could probably have been a paid for course for all I know, but that's not what we're here for today. I'm here to share what I know and give you information so that you can step into your life and start taking control and create this connection, right? With yourself. So that's it. That is where I'm leaving you today with Be By Design. Um, again, I hope I hear from you. Follow me on Instagram at Bertia K. Um, join our Facebook group, Be By Design. Just send me an email, shoot me a message. I just want to know who you are, where you are. Um, I want this to be a conversation. It's not just me talking into space. I want to know there's people out there. I see you. I feel you. I love you so much. Thank you for being here today. I hope you have a fabulous day and I'll see you on the next episode.